Hey Scooby Squad, welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true stories about man's best friend. I'm Hannah. And I'm Monica. And today's story is about an absolute warrior of a sheepdog. We're back. Welcome back, guys. Happy Thursday. Happy Glad. Thursday, even though it's Saturday. Well, yeah. We're recording in advance. Yeah. <laughs> Sadie just lost her pencil. Oh, no. Under the little thing over there. The little, what is that? <laughs> the bench? Yeah, we might have to pause for that. We'll see. Um, <laughs> she went to the dog park today to cheer me up because it's been a week. Yeah. And... uh she got beat up a little bit at the dog park mm, poor baby uh, yeah she's too nice um, yeah and yeah she like went up and sniffed a dog really nicely like we used to have issues with her pawing other dogs yeah she didn't do she's that she's kind of grown she, out of it now which is nice yeah doggy daycares helped her a lot with that yeah it's good for her we need to and think this about dog that. just immediately snapped at her and put her on the ground Oh my goodness. And she tucked her tail and she just like cowered and laid down on the ground. Poor baby. Really sad. Um, yeah. And I'm then. A, where's that dog? I'm going to boot him up. I know, right? <laughs> he got he got taken home early. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, my dog. She was can playing. be a little aggressive with friendly oh, dogs. So. It's okay. Yeah. We're working on buff. We are working on little buffers. She. Sadie got Sadie got her got back to herself I guess yeah she she started playing with this lab who was not neutered and so he was very mm. you know not like aggressive but yeah he was doing a lot of boy stuff mm-hmm. and Sadie eventually yeah. got tired of it and she told him where to go yeah um, <laughs> so he still wanted to be friends so she did it in a nice enough way that she just kind of well, that's good she was yeah. like chewing on his ears. Neuter your dogs, guys. Yeah, neuter them. Yep, or spam um, if it's a girl. Yeah, you know you can call it neuter for either breed. Oh yeah, that's true. I forget that. Spade is a. More, you're right that spade is a more correct word. Yeah. So we, you know, we like to get coffee before we record. It's just a nice little tradition, I guess. And Sadie normally like get so excited when i come here and like pounds it like you know in a nice way she like jumps up on me um, she tries to be nice about it she does try to be gentle about it she just like can't control herself she's worse so, with you than anyone else i know in the entire world i know <laughs> <laughs> it's like not good but like you know makes, makes you feel special, special. Uh, but she like kind of ignored me when we got here <laughs> and she just got this like there's this little pencil toy from bark box that she's had for a while it's so cute and i guess they had put some peanut butter on it mm-hmm. and she was like howling about how much she loved her little peanut butter pencil <laughs> but she had it in her mouth so yeah. it came out really muffled. it was just like <laughs> it's really i love it when she howls with stuff in her mouth yeah it it's was so it funny was really cute if you so. have a husky or a dog that howls Try to get them to howl with a toy in their mouth. Yes. It's, it's the so cutest cute. thing. But yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our story today. We're going to talk about Casper. Casper is a sheepdog. And when I was reading up on Casper, they referred to him and, you know, some of his, like, co-workers as... Oh. 
I know, right? I love it. As livestock guardians. Yeah. I Yeah. So, same. It means basically the same thing. It just, you know, livestock guardians can be more than just sheep. He does take care of sheep. So, okay. So, Casper's person is named John Weirwell, and he is an urban shepherd living in Decatur, Georgia, which is right outside of Atlanta. And he owns, I love the name of this so much. It's so cute. <laughs> His company is You Can Do It Naturally, but U is spelled like E-W-E. That's my favorite thing today. I I love it. (laughs) So with his business, he loaned sheep out to landscapers to help clear away weeds and brush. And apparently it's great for removing invasive species like kudzu. Oh. Yeah. So so like. So smart. Yeah. These are like some environmentally friendly sheep over here. Like I'm about it. Casper and Daisy are two of his livestock guardians and he has a bunch because like when he loans out the sheep he makes sure that they have a sheep dog a livestock guardian with them (laughs) to you know just look out for the sheep protect them all that good stuff so Casper and Daisy I believe are both great Pyrenees dogs Mm -hmm. I couldn't find out if Daisy is also Great Pyrenees, I know Casper is. I think I saw a picture of her and she looked Great Pyrenees. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, yeah. I, I came across her story. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel pretty confident saying she is, but... It's, if she's also matter. a guardian, then yeah, because I think something I'm learning that I didn't quite know before the mm-hmm. podcast is that there's different dogs for herds that do different things. Oh, okay. I think... Like Sadie and other like Australian shepherds mm-hmm. would guide the herd, yeah, and the big boys okay guard the herd. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so Casper is a Great Pyrenees. He is all white, and he also has heterochromia, which we Aww. love because Sadie's got that too. And when our story took place, he was about twenty-one months old. My God, huh? He's so young. He was pretty young, yeah. He's less, That's great less than two years. Don't even mature until about eighteen months. Oh, really? Yeah. They, wow. The bigger the dog, the slower they mature. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, just to get a little backstory for shepherd dogs, the duties included herding sheep to make it easier for shepherds to move them from one location to another. So, think like hmm. if. You know, it's time for shearing. You would want to move them to a special spot to do the shearing. If they need to move them to a pen or like, you know, they're transporting sheep in this instance from like one job spot to the next, transporting them, getting them in their car or whatever they use to transport them. Mm -hmm. And then I'd never heard of this before. One thing I saw was it's called droving on the hoof and it is droving, not driving. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is keeping the sheep moving for a longer di- um, a longer distance. They, I guess they just like kind of keep at them from behind mm-hmm. and keep forcing them to move forward. And then they also, a major job is keeping the sheep from harm. So that can be from like would-be predators. That's what I would think of. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah. But also like sheep are cute and they're fluffy and they're pretty dumb. Mm -hmm. And you also have to keep them out of dangerous areas. So somewhere 
you know, like if there's like holes or cliffs, I don't think that's something that they would necessarily need to worry about there, but just keeping them away from dangerous areas would also be part of the job. And an important part too is that they are trained to bark only if they absolutely have to, to warn off creatures, you know, or to mm-hmm. alert that like, you know, get the human and alert that danger is here. Which is what happened on Thursday, November 3rd of 2022. John had gone out kind of later in the evening, like sounds like right before he went to bed or something. Mm -hmm. Um, He went to check on the sheep and the dogs and he saw some coyotes sort of on the edge of the property. Oh, God. Coyotes are scary. They are scary. And it's weird because they're so small. Yeah. I know. They're creepy. Yeah, they can be pretty scary. Yeah, we've had some. We were my parents' house, like where I grew up, there's, you know, some woods and like a creek. And so we tend to see some wildlife in there. Mm -hmm. We see deers pretty often. And every now and then, not very regularly, but like we've seen coyotes in there before. Or, like, I mean, I haven't seen them, but I've heard them. Mm -hmm. So it is becoming more common, like, as areas are being developed. Yeah. It's becoming more and more common to see them in the suburbs. And we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Yeah. So. Uh, Oh, oh. sorry. I was just going to say, I think the fear thing is kind of like with the gorillas Mm -hmm. versus chimps. Like we were talking about last week. Yeah. Or maybe two weeks ago now. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Yeah how I like they would rather come in contact with a gorilla in the wild than a chimp because mm-hmm. of the predictability thing. I feel like the same about wolves versus coyotes. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong for that, but we'll get into like coyote behavior yeah. a little bit later. So wild. But yeah. They they can be a little intimidating for sure. So on this night, Thursday, November third, there were five sheep on the property and plus Casper and Daisy, um, and the rest of the sheep were being leased out. So they were on like a job site. Hmm. So John threw some rocks in the directions of the coyotes, and the coyotes ran off. And he was like, All right, all's good. He goes to bed. At like okay. 3 a.m., he wakes up to Casper barking and growling like frantically. Ooh. And again, these guys are trained. Mm-hmm not to bark unless there's danger so that's an automatic like something's wrong yeah which is like my nightmare and my dog bar- <laughs> my dog barks at like <laughs> a lot my dog thinks that trash cans are danger like she only barks mm-hmm. when she thinks there's danger or if another dog is barking but like she thinks a lot of things are danger <laughs> yeah but like even that like waking up at 3 a.m to my dog barking and growling that would still freak me out so yeah, I can't even yeah. imagine what I would do if Sadie were down here oh barking and growling. Because she has very specific noises. She does, yeah. And which is very, which is also how most sheep dogs talk. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. So, yeah. Ugh. yeah, so this is like my worst nightmare. I'd be panicking before I even got, you know, before I even saw what was going on. So when he gets down to check on the dogs and the sheep, he sees... Daisy is in a corner. She's got all the sheep cornered into Aww. one area of the pen. So she's like protecting the sheep. My goodness. 
I know. That's so sweet. I like look what at a this team. Look at this dream team. That's exactly what I was what? about to say. Right. So she's got the sheep cornered. Casper is standing in front of Daisy and the sheep. He's got his hackles up. His teeth are bared. I mean, this man is ready to fight. Good boy. As eleven coyotes approach. Oh my god. Eleven. And we'll get into this a little bit later. That is so uncommon for coyotes. Because they generally do live in family groups, but it's generally like the two parents and then the pups. And once the pups are old enough, they typically branch out and find their own, find the mate. Like they don't, they don't, a group of 11 coyotes is very strange. Yeah, they're pretty solitary. Yeah. So we'll get into that a little more later, but. Okay. I'm really, yeah, intrigued by that. Yeah. So Chris you know, he sees what's happening right as John is seeing what's going on. Casper lunges at the coyotes and very, very quickly takes three of them down and kills them. Whoa. Very quickly. Like he said, pretty much immediately. So Chris immediately goes to get something to help Casper to chase them off. He's looking for like I think he had said that he just in the moment just grabbed a broom but he was trying to chase off these coyotes and you know get casper's back and he as he's getting the broom he hears a growl and then a whining sound and he just knows that it's casper making that sound so he knows that casper's injured Mm -hmm. by the time he gets back so this happened pretty quickly by the time he gets back he sees three coyotes they're running away Uh uh-huh daisy still has the sheep all cornered the remaining coyotes are dead and Casper is nowhere to be found. Oh, my God. And he is bright oh. white. Like, you would be able to see him, even though it's night and it's dark out. You would still be able to see. Mm-hmm. So, he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, that stark white color. Yeah. Could never could never lose Sadie. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Buffy, like, blends in with dirt and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, she blends right in with her coloring. But, but yeah, he is stark white. So, he, the fact that he couldn't see him was very alarming and again he heard casper whine and whimper like he knows that casper got injured Mm -hmm. and again i mean he's facing 11 coyotes of course he's gonna get injured yeah and have you ever met a farmer that has a dog they depend on like that yeah that's like that's not just like your livelihood it is also like it's like a mixture of co-worker and just like companion too at right. the same time it's a it's a big deal it is a huge deal yeah so which and luckily there and because of casper there is not a scratch on daisy Aww. not a scratch on any of the sheep they're wow. all okay the fight only lasted about half an hour so it was pretty quick yeah like for, yeah for kill eight coyotes well right and casper had killed eight of the 11 coyotes oh i thought you already said that no i didn't but it's okay (laughs) so the next morning friday morning um john and his family are searching for casper they are posting they posted on um i guess their neighborhood had a facebook page so they posted on there and they let them know that you know he was injured and warning them because you know they're not sure what casper would do around strangers when he's injured like this is normally a very mm-hmm. kind friendly dog but you know when a dog is injured 
dogs can be very solitary if someone approach mm-hmm. when they're injured. So like if someone approaches him that he doesn't know, I could see that kind of fight or flight instinct kind of yeah. kicking back in. So he organized some search groups to look for Casper and they could not find him anywhere. Oh, they man. did find a lot of blood in the area surrounding like his property and they found a clump of hair that looked to be Casper's. Aww. So they were super worried and they, you know, they knew he had been injured. So they're thinking the worst, like they're thinking yeah. he went off somewhere and passed away. Mm. And they almost gave up hope when Sunday morning rolled around. They still hadn't seen them. So Sunday morning, Chris and his family are feeling very dejected that yeah. they can't find Casper. And he takes his daughter to go feed the chickens that they also keep on the farm. Mm-hmm. And as they are approaching the chicken coop casper pokes his head out <laughs> wait what that's so a big he chicken had been, coop i know yeah so that's he had been hiding thing. out in the chicken coop that whole time oh, and buddy this was really cute to me and john said like he just scared the bejesus out of me yeah his name is he's named after a ghost he probably thought he saw one <laughs> right he actually kind of described him as looking and, and this is sad, but, like, described him as looking like a zombie. Aww, um, buddy. Well, you get dirt all over that pretty white fur. That's true, too. Yeah. Yeah, that fur gets dirty really quick. So, Casper was seriously injured, and I am going to get into his injuries. Mm-hmm. So, it's slightly graphic, so just trigger warning if you don't want to listen, just... Skip ahead. Skip ahead a few seconds. Yeah. He was very seriously injured. His right eye was full of blood. Oh. Yeah. He had gashes on his side from being bitten by the coyotes, and part of his tail was torn off. Mm. And he was covered in blood. And some of that is obviously, you know, from the coyotes, but some of it is definitely his. So John took Casper to go wash wash him off wash off the blood wash off the dirt part partly he wanted to assess his injuries and see Mm -hmm. like how bad things were oh yeah and casper just stood there and john said that that was when he realized exactly how serious how seriously injured casper was oh Um, yeah he just let them bathe him he didn't try to fight he didn't try to run away nothing Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i know like for my dog that would be extremely alarming if she just let us bathe her with you know without her like fighting us or whining he just stood there so they were able to take him to a vet i guess their vet that they normally went to was unable to treat all the injuries just Mm because they were so severe so he was able to get in touch with lifeline animal project they're based in atlanta and they are known for treating animals with more serious injuries oh wow Mm -hmm. that's cool so they treated casper right away they had to amputate his tail because again it had been partially torn off it just was not yeah yeah they also had to remove a lot of necrotic tissue from around his wounds and they were extremely worried about sepsis because again like this has also been two full days since the attack happened Mm -hmm. and coyote bites i think they have more bacteria in their mouth than an average mammal Mm, okay yeah like kind of how 
cats will often like accidentally carry a bacteria in their claws. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think that they have bacteria in their mouths, and so that's probably why there was already necrotic tissue. Yeah. That and necrotic are, tissue, if you don't know, because I know, like, we have some, like, fifth graders that listen. Hey, guys. But, yeah, if you yeah. don't know, necrotic tissue is, like, tissue that's already died. Mm-hmm. It's already dead tissue. And it may already be smelling bad. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Like, rotten and, tissue. And that is really fast for two days. Yeah. So, right. So, they were worried about sepsis, which I figured you could tell us more about what oh. that is. Yeah, that's so. If he got a chunk of his tail bit off, then they'd be worried about the tail bone getting infected. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and if a bone gets an infection, then that can spread into the blood really quickly mm. because bones are where blood is made in yeah, your body. Yeah. So if the bone gets infected pretty quick after that, your blood you get a blood infection. Oof. So. Okay. And you don't want that because then obviously that's I mean, going to spread yeah, to obviously. every single organ in your body. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. So they're, I mean, honestly, they were having talks about like, you know, is there even a chance that he's going to make it? Is it uh-huh. even worth yeah. treating? But they wanted, John wanted to treat this dog. He was a hero. You know, he'd protected another dog, five sheep. Like he wanted to do everything he could to save Casper. He had also lost a lot of skin from the bites. Like they had, yeah, taken some chunks. Mm -hmm. So he required daily around-the-clock care for all of his wounds. And so they kept him at the clinic for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, One source I I saw said two. One source I saw said three. I don't know, but Mm a few weeks they had to keep him at the clinic but Lifeline Animal Project also helped to raise funds to treat Casper. The funds totaled about $25,000. Wow. Yeah. Whew. Which is a lot. So mm-hmm. but they were able to help raise some money to to make sure Casper got the treated he needed. Yeah, it sounds like he got skin grafts. I don't know. I didn't see anything about that. But, I mean, I'm sure it's plausible because he was missing... He had lost a bunch of skin. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I, I assumed. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Surprisingly, to everyone's relief, Casper made a full recovery. He wow. made it. He was able to go home. And for, you know, for a while, he obviously had a recovery period mm-hmm. where he had to relearn a few things. He had to relearn how to, like, wag his tail because he doesn't have a tail anymore. Oh, buddy. Um, I know. Sweetheart. So, and he had to stay inside. They kept him inside for, I think, I don't know, the last post that I saw said that he, they were still keeping him inside, but I can't remember when that post was. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where he, if he's able to go outside now, but. Oh man. And you but know yeah, that, he kind of, what? I was to say, you know, that that would be hard for a oh, guard dog. Really to hard inside. on a sheep dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as of now, I mean, he is on his way back to working with sheep. So, and Daisy and Casper just had puppies. Oh, that's yes, so cute. They had some puppies. All Precious. of them, all the puppies have been adopted except for 
Linus. Shut up. That's the cutest name. <laughs> I know. I love it. Uh, yeah, so they're going to keep Linus and train him to be a livestock guardian, just like his his daddy. Of course he is. And they said that Linus, like, had an instant connection with all the sheep. And so that's why they decided to keep him. So I saw a Great Pyrenees mix at the dog park today. Yeah. And he was a baby, like, maybe four or five months old. Uh-huh. And oh my god, you're just like hopping around like in slow motion because <laughs> they're kind of slow. Yeah, they have a so, lot of lot of body to to drag around. To, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> to move around. And he was mixed with mastiff. Oh my goodness, so that's a big boy. Just, yeah, and it's just making me think about like seeing that like among a flock of sheep, just like, like just like hopping, flopping around like through the Aww. sheep. Give him kisses. But yeah, um, Casper is doing pretty well. He is putting on muscle mass, which is good. I said he kind of had to relearn a few things. He now wags his entire backside instead of (laughs) just his tail. So he just, he's just a, a wiggle butt. And he still gets to interact some with the sheep. So when John goes to check in on the sheep that he loans out Mm -hmm. casper comes with him in the truck so that he still you know feels like he has a purpose oh that's good yeah and then he is on his way back to working with sheep and what i saw online was if he relearns how to stay in his enclosure because he's just wanting to jump out so (laughs) oh and then one story i saw on their facebook page this is so stinking cute So there was a sheep that had given birth to a newborn little lamb, but this mother had mastitis. Mastitis is just when the teat, that's what we call it in sheep, gets inflamed and like sometimes, sometimes the milk will go bad and so you have Ah. to, and it can happen in humans. Yeah. Um, And sometimes like you have to. You have to let the milk, like, you have to, like, get the milk out with some kind of procedure. And I can't okay. remember all of them right now. I think sometimes laying a cabbage leaf on it helps. I've heard of that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It helps draw out the, the like, kind of stuck milk. milk. It's just, yeah. it's inflamed and it hurts. Yeah. Like, you can just, I don't, yeah, I've seen it on a on an animal before. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's painful and then they get. I mean, it sounds painful. Yeah. Yeah. So. She can't milk for a little while to get the milk right, right for the baby. Yeah. So since she couldn't milk, John had to bottle feed the lamb, and he decided to just do that indoors. And Casper immediately took to the lamb. <laughs> and, like, he was so excited about being back with sheep that they had to put him outside on the patio because he was getting in the way. <laughs> he kept getting in the way. Buddy. But yeah, so whenever the lamb came inside, he would be like cleaning the lamb, helping the lamb stand up. That's so sweet. Yeah. So, so I think hopefully, I you know, I'll keep checking their Facebook. I hope that we see an update where Casper is able to kind of get back to work. If not, if not like his former duties, at least to find something mm-hmm. that he can do some way that he can have a purpose. So yeah, love to see him back with his sheep. It makes me think of like, you know, most of the time, like male dogs aren't good dads. They're just, they're just not biologically. It's fine. (laughs) But 
every now and then you'll get a dog that like really is. Yeah. And I feel like Casper was like that really Wanting good to be dog a dad, dad to this little sheep. Little yeah. He's, he probably was like that with his puppies too. Aww. I saw. I actually saw a post with a golden retriever dad who was like always standing beside the mom and the puppies and like <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. But yeah, I bet he's a good dog dad. Yeah, I bet so. So I wanted to tell a little bit about coyotes, partially to assuage some fears. Like that was a very abnormal way for coyotes right? to behave. Very abnormal. Yeah. So, wanted to get into coyotes, what their behavior is normally. So, they are becoming increasingly common in suburban areas like Decatur, Georgia, as their habitats are turned into developments. Got it. So, according to Chris Mowry, he is a professor of biology at Barry College, and he also works with the Atlanta Coyote Project, which is where most of my information about coyotes is coming from. Uh-huh. It is very uncommon to see coyotes in such a large pack, and it's unusual for them not to just leave. They mm-hmm. are very wary yeah. of people. So the fact that they like, you know, he scared them off and they came back is also very unusual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So coyotes do typically live in family groups, again, with like the two parents and the pups. Mm -hmm. So kind of the theory is that this particular litter was just unusually large and most of them weren't fully grown yet because again they tend to disperse once they're fully grown and Mm -hmm. start their own new pack new family group and then they also generally hunt on their own and coyotes are not usually big enough to take on larger prey they do Mm -hmm. sometimes take advantage of human-made food sources so like garbage that's left out and you know small pets and livestock would also be included there. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I saw, you know, as we approach, you know, encroach on their territory, they're not encroaching on ours. We're encroaching mm-hmm. on theirs. Yeah. So as that happens more and more, it's important to know how to coexist with coyotes. So one thing to know, it's important to know that incidents with humans being bitten by coyotes is extremely rare. extremely rare it's you're way more likely to get bit by a dog than a coyote oh yeah and you're way more likely to be hospitalized by a dog than a coyote Mm -hmm. so they also do not tend to spread rabies there are some instances like it can happen but i think i saw that in like 2010 there were maybe 10 cases well nationwide mm -hmm. so I think it's easy to mix them up with like being an apex predator who wouldn't be afraid. What? Just Sadie saying. making a weird noise. Sorry. <laughs> it's good. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's easy to mix them up with being an apex predator when you don't well, see they, them often. They are an apex predator yeah. in the, like, in like suburban ecosystems. I guess. Yeah, but I saw that. I did see humans. that on the. What? I did see that on the 
Oh, okay. Atlanta Coyote Project. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. interesting. That's just we- that's weird to me because of how small they are. Yeah. I would assume they would be below, like, bears. Sure, but bears generally are not in, like, the suburbs like coyotes oh. are. Yeah. I'm with you now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just be aware that again, they they don't tend to pose much of a threat to humans. Mm-hmm. If they see a human, they're probably just going to run away from you. So, one thing they recommend is to keep animals indoors at night. And I, you know, I mentioned that my neighborhood, you know, the neighborhood that I grew up in, there have been instances of like there have been coyote sightings. So. If you see a coyote in your neighborhood, tell your neighbors about it. So if they have small animals like cats or dogs that are roaming around at night, that they can keep them in um, Mm -hmm. if you see a coyote. Do not feed a coyote. We don't, you know, we don't want them around neighborhoods and stuff. So don't feed them. That just gets Mm -hmm. them to keep coming back. If and and also with that, you know, take away any food sources that they could potentially find. So like, you know, clean your grill, put your grill away. Yeah. Make sure that your garbage bins are secure. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. They recommend if a coyote comes close to your house and it's making you uncomfortable, make loud noises. Again, they're very aware of humans, so it'll probably just scare them off. Uh-huh. And then spray them with the hose because it won't hurt them, but they won't like it. So mm-hmm. one thing that I saw was do not attempt to capture and relocate a coyote. Mm. And I think, you know, obviously don't do that by yourself. But they also said, like, try not to, like, get wild, you know, like animal control or something to do that either. Because what tends to happen. So coyotes are very territorial. Mm hmm. So they won't be likely to thrive if you take them to a new area. And then it also tends to create a cycle of overpopulation. So what happens is, you know, if you're killing or moving a coyote, it creates more resources in that area so that more coyote pups survive and have coyote babies. Mm -hmm. So it actually leads to overpopulation, which I found was very interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. But again... You are probably, the thing with the 11 coyotes is probably not going to happen. This was a very rare, very unusual circumstance. Yeah. Just. Let's do a breed spotlight on the Great Pyrenees. Breed spotlight. I love a big floof. Oh, um, we love a floof. If you didn't know that about me already. <laughs> so, the Great Pyrenees is on, in my top ten for sure. They, the history of these guys is crazy. They can be tracked as far back as the, as 1800 BCE. Um, oh, wow. There are actual fossils that we know are Great Pyrenees. Whoa. Yeah. Um... They're believed to be to have been bred from white mountain dogs in Asia Minor up to eleven thousand years ago. So 
we're, we've been talking about some ancient breeds lately. Yeah. This is one with a wild track record. Yeah. Like a fossil record. That's crazy. And just like the Great Pyrenees, White Mountain Dogs were flock guard dogs. Mm-hmm. Their looks, lifespan, obviously extra large breed, much mm-hmm. floof, pure white. Such floof. Oh, my God. They have the <laughs> double coat. Uh, All so the floofs. Yeah. So it's like thick and lo- and like such long hair. Yeah. Um, they tend to be... 25 to 32 inches at the withers or the shoulder and okay. weigh anywhere from 90 to 125 pounds. Mm-hmm. So they can definitely take on a 30 pound coyote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. I think that's about how big coyotes are. They're pretty small. They are pretty. They're smaller than you think. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Great Pyrenees can live around 10 to 12 years. Which is a pretty decent length for a big breed like yeah, that. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the larger breeds tend to have shorter lifespans, unfortunately. Yeah, which tells me that the breed has also been not inbred much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So their temperament is super friendly, smart, patient, and calm because they were bred to protect a flock of sheep, which mm-hmm. means that they might have to just sit around all day. Yeah. Sometimes. Aww. Um, they're super, super affectionate. That that was like their highest mark on the AKC's thing was yeah. affection. Aww. And they can be really good with young kids, but they might also try to herd them. <laughs> <laughs> herd, not hurt, oh, by not, the way. Yeah, not hurt. Yeah, sorry, like move my... them around, get them to go places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, cute, though. Make them go places. Yeah. <laughs> They are very good at shifting from calm to inaction, um, like when they need to protect. And like we said with Casper, they'll probably bark a lot if they feel someone they love is in danger. Mm -hmm. I mean, Casper went from like zero to 60 on those coyotes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So they are pretty chill, actually. And they don't actually need a lot of extra stimulation because of why they were bred. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were also bred to be really independent and be able to make decisions on their own. Mm. So sometimes they don't handle training well. That's really interesting. Like, I think specifically like obedience training. Okay. Yeah. Like if there's not a reason for it, they might just not do it. Mm. They'll be like, I don't care. Which it makes sense, but it's also surprising just because they, you know, are working dogs. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. They got like a mid score on like the trainability. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there was a Great Pyrenees puppy that boarded the vet clinic when I worked there a lot. I loved her so much. She was kind of wild. She uh, she liked to bounce around a lot, <laughs> and she did not take. Oh my gosh! I well. love the idea of like a bouncy floof. Yes, she was very bouncy, and they're so tall when they stand like up on their. Oh back legs. yeah, she was like taller than me. Oh wow! And she was like eight months old. Like, she oh my was, goodness, she was something else. She would make the goof. She makes she made really goofy faces, kind of like Sadie does too. Okay. And she would just, like, stare at you and then just start barking. And <laughs> she was, no, she was she was a hoot to have, though, at, yeah. the, at the vet clinic. 
I don't remember her name though. And as far as their health goes, they tend to be pretty healthy dogs, but they might be prone to hip and knee dysplasia. Okay. Which we've talked about. It's yeah. just the hip joint isn't lined up right, basically. Mm. Okay. And it can be diagnosed with a simple x-ray and would unfortunately mean that they couldn't be a working dog because it would put too much stress on the joints. Okay. Yeah. So, like, not even, like, with the sheep? No. We had two guide dogs rejected from, you know, just being a guide dog, which, if you think about it, is a lot of sitting around. They won't okay. even let them do guide dog work if they have elbow or hip dysplasia. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the that's the Great Pyrenees. Great Pyrenees. Such a sweet dog breed. I know. I think... I one time looked up like laziest dog breeds because I love mm-hmm. I love Buff and she's gonna live forever, so we're not gonna need to worry about this. But I have thought like <laughs> she's a lot of energy, mm-hmm. so I have thought like maybe you know our next dog would need to be one that's like a little more lazy, <laughs> a lab, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, great Pyrenees. I love a big dog. Oh, my I God. I love them. I love a big floof. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. So, you ready for our arbitrary dog rating for Casper? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, wait. You go first. Because okay. I'm thinking about what I want to give him. Okay. So, I read at one point, like, while he was in recovery, that they, like, put out some blankets for him. And he, like, refused to let anybody else touch his blanket he'd get like <laughs> get upset if you moved his blanket oh no so i would get him some blankies oh i'm giving him like five blankies yeah no because like he protected that. five sheep there you go yeah nailed think... it hmm this is tough yeah because i you know i just want to give him his herd Aww. but he might not be ready for that yet but you could give him like <laughs> oh, like a lamb stuffy yeah to snuggle with or until he's ready he gets to cuddle with a real lamb every every other night okay i don't know it's not really a rating but <laughs> <laughs> i mean this hasn't really yeah no not really at all the arbitrary ratings of like not really a rating but it's okay he he deserves to be able to cuddle with whoever he wants to cuddle with i mean sure yeah he's so, a good yeah. boy you can you can have some lamb stuffies which is actually really sweet because my first guide dog had a lamb oh, had a lamb lammy. stuffy yeah um i still have it yeah yeah it's cute but yeah all right guys well thank you all so much for listening you can follow us on Instagram at Puppy Dog Tales Pod. Yeah. Feel free to send us an email. Tell us about your dog, your pup at Puppy Dog Tales Pod at gmail.com. You could write us a review on. Yeah, somewhere. write us a review on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, we're on Apple Podcasts now. Yeah. Apple Podcasts. And- <laughs> yeah, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us. What you would give little Casper. Big Casper. Big Casper. Yeah, big for sure. Ghost. <laughs> but in the meantime, keep calm and wag, wag on. on.